Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in for another Now What Wednesday and another amazing story. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for this season and all the amazing guests that we have. The stories have been truly fantastic so far, and I know you're going to love the rest of this season too. So today we are talking about how a singular event, a tragic singular event, can change the course of someone's life. So today my guest is Cheryl Carroll, and she is coming on to talk about how the death of her best friend put her on a whole new path in her life that has impacted herself as well as so many others. So Cheryl is an ex-banking professional turned integrative health practitioner and health coach. The tragic passing of her close friend to bowel cancer in 2015 set Cheryl off on a mission to understand what health really meant. This was the catalyst to her finding her true passion in the world of integrative health. Her banking skills are now used to help women connect the healthy dots and resolve the things that are holding them back from living their radiant energy and feeling strong and sexy in both their body and mind. Her mission is to inspire women to make their health a priority, enabling them to reach their fullest potential in life. She works with women one-on-one and in group coaching programs and educates corporations as part of their well-being initiative. So without further ado, let's get to the now what? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just, blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friend, did you just think to yourself, I just love this podcast, now what? Well, I hope you do, and if you did, I got the answer. Become a patron and support the show. For just a $5 financial gift a month, you can access episodes early and without ads. Plus, you'll be entered to win our monthly Patreon giveaway, like books and courses from our guests and some fun merch. For just a $10 a month contribution, you'll become an all-access patron and also get bonus exclusive content from me and some of our guests. Behind the scenes, Q&A, bonus questions, all of it. So head over to patreon.com backslash I just blank and now what? Or click on the link in the show notes and become a patron today. Well, hello, Cheryl. Hello, how are you? I'm doing so good. It's really nice to see you. And you are already tomorrow for me. <laughs> yes, I am Tuesday. You're Tuesday. You I'm, Monday. Mon- I'm Monday night. So look at us. We're like bringing all the time zones together here on the show today. Thanks for joining me all the way from beautiful Australia. 
this is the best part about technology is like we are literally on the other side of the world from each other yet here we are face to face and being able to connect it's the best isn't it i know i love time travel (laughs) (laughs) time travel All right. Okay. So obviously I just read your wonderful bio with everybody, but I always love for guests to come on the show and share what it is you actually want people to know about you in your own words. So what I want people to know about me. So I am a complete health nut and novice biohacker. If I could, I would have every kind of supplement and health device under the sun. People think I'm a little bit loopy and I kind of have to tone myself down to be more (laughs) accessible to others. So, Uh yeah, I think that's that's I've always been known as as a bit of the health nut and the outlier amongst all of my friends. So I continue to be that. We're the popular kids now, though, aren't we? Exactly. Because right? now exactly. everyone's turning to us health nuts, been like, okay, clearly you're doing something right. You know, how do I have what you have? I know, but I still think that there's like the level of, you know, so I'll give you an example. So, you know, the coffee enema. So n- not everybody is like, okay, give me some of that. I'm like, but it's amazing. It's so good for you. But they're not. But they're not buying. They're not ready. They're not ready to <laughs> intake. Ready. They're, they're not, not ready. ready to intake their coffee in in that direction. in that way. Exactly. Yeah, they wanted. <laughs> they wanted the regular way to come out that way, but not going in. Got it. Got it. Exactly. Okay. All right. So today we are sharing a very very special story from your past, and this is very pivotal in, I guess, your journey also as you know your health nut journey, right? Because a very, very pivotal moment in your life happened where you lost someone you, you love dearly to cancer. And this was a bit of an eye, an eye opening experience for you. So I'm not going to talk too much. Take us back. Tell us, you know, about this beautiful human that you loved dearly, what happened and how, you know, her passing had a huge impact on who you are and what you do. So she was a fellow health nut with me. So she was, so we met in South Africa when we were doing our chartered accountancy training and we were fast friends from the moment we met and we had this shared passion for eating healthy, exercising, and we traveled the world together doing exactly that. We were always the ones who were up early, 5.30 in the gym before going to work when we were in New York and looking for the salad bars when we were on trips, Kentucky trips around the U.S., when there was only like a fast food joint to choose from. And we both ended up in Australia and she who arrived first. Did you, who, who got, she Australia? did, she did, she did, she did. she did. And yes, I ended up there in 2013 and she's, she was married before me and fell pregnant before me. So when I eventually fell pregnant, she had her little boy. And, you know, we spent time together with this beautiful little little human that was blessed into her life. And I was super excited that I was, you know, now pregnant and would be joining her on this motherhood journey. Unfortunately, when I was six months pregnant, she wasn't that well. And, you know, I distinctly remember having conversations with her. We lived in different parts of, of Sydney and, you know, life gets busy 
but we, you know, we were obviously in, in touch all the time. And she was just saying she was really tired all the time, but she always underplayed things as to what was going on for her. And anyway, so fast forward, she ended up in hospital because she, she just got quite sick. And then I remember speaking to her and she's like, yeah, they've done all of these tests and they found a mass in her um, abdomen, but they don't know what it is. It could be a virus and everything. And it was just like this up and down kind of situation of, a, you know, it could be this and you like hope. And then it was like, no, she got this diagnosis of stage four bowel cancer. So here I was six months pregnant spending a lot of time in the hospital with my friend and just seeing her go through this process of chemo radiation and she ended up moving into like a, a high care hospital and wasn't doing very well at all and you know I, I, I had my daughter and unfortunately when she was six months sorry six weeks old my friend passed but I did get to introduce her to my daughter when she was I think five weeks old and she passed she passed the next week and this was just it really shook me because I couldn't understand how somebody who was you know healthy this thing could just happen to her I'm like how can this kind of disease just be left to chance like we can't just all be at risk of just getting this for no reason, you know? So I just started to think like, what, what is this? What is this? Am I actually healthy? Am I making the right healthy choices for my growing family? So I just had this seed of, of thought in my mind alongside a lot of fear, a lot of fear around our health outcomes, given what had just happened. So on that first maternity leave, I'd always decided that I was going to do my personal training qualifications. That was my first kind of dabbling with doing something outside of banking, which had been my career for many years. But I didn't want to be a personal trainer after that. I love exercise, but I didn't want to be a personal trainer. So I went back into banking and then I fell pregnant with my son. And I was saying to my husband the one day, I really want to do some more studying when I'm on maternity leave the second time round, but more around kind of holistic health and nutrition. I really just want to validate that I'm making the right choices for my family. And through that, I stumbled upon the Institute of Integrative Nutrition Health Coaching Certification. And I loved it because it gave a really broad brush view of holistic health and things that contribute to health outside of actually what you put on your plate. And then through that, I started listening to Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's a naturopathic doctor. And he follows, or he uses functional medicine, Ayurveda, orthomolecular medicine. And his whole kind of philosophy is, is about getting to the root cause of disease in the body. It doesn't just happen by chance. There are things that are causing disease in the body. And it can be mindset, it can be trauma, it can be toxins. And that really resonated with me and was super supportive around how I already think because I'm an internal auditor and everything I do is based on kind of root cause analysis. I'm like, this makes so much sense. And I was like, this is my thing. And he launched a health coaching certification. So I jumped on the first intake of that, went level one, level two. So I was able to do functional medicine lab testing and 
through that, I was just like I knew I'd found my thing. Mm-hmm. And also I had this real kind of desire to help particularly women, but you know, anybody who's interested in in kind of stepping into their 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 best health, just not settle for feeling like rubbish and also knowing that there is so much within our control to steer ourselves away from these diseases that are so prevalent in our world because you know it it really it made me move from fear to feeling fully empowered to know that I'm doing and making the best choices for my family like obviously they you can't control everything but mm-hmm. I'm controlling the controllable for my family. And that is very empowering in itself. Wow. So I know it, it, I can understand how you had a bit of a, you know, identity crisis of how does someone, my bestie, who is a health nut like me is doing all the quote unquote right things in terms of diet and nutrition and exercise and, 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 and wake up one day with stage four cancer. Yep. What was like, if you can take us back to you hearing the news, like what, what were you thinking? What were the big, what were those fears that you were feeling at the time? It's just the fear of the unknown. I think it's really is the fear of the unknown, the fear of so the fear of the unknown around her outcome. So like what's actually going to happen to her, mm-hmm. you know, stage four is progressed and then you know you just more tests and there's more bad news and then you know it's just this roller coaster of seeing somebody's body just fail through the treatments that are available for you know for cancer treatment it just kills the body and so it was the fear of the unknown in terms of like her outcomes and also the fear of the unknown of why like why on earth has this happened like why I do not understand she is and will always be one of the most beautiful humans, just like radiated light and love and, you know, all of those things. Like she's such a shining example of how I always want to show up in the world. So she kind of like gives me that, like just this unconditional love and awe of life and people and, you know, all of those things, but also the like my why around why I'm so passionate about what I do and helping other women because she was she lost her ability to step into her fullest potential like she lost her opportunity of life and I you know I want yeah I want to like help women not you know end up in that situation so so it was really just going back to that moment in time was just really just this like, fear of the unknown really that was just all consuming you know, and then overlaying that to this growing baby that I had in my belly thinking like, oh my gosh, fear of the unknown. Like what could happen to this little creature? Yeah. Who's as well. I'm, bringing, I'm bringing into the world, bringing into this world, perfect specimen. And what am I going to do to make sure that she stays as healthy and happy as possible? So you kind of had the double whammy of the change of losing your best friend, somebody you, you, you loved and adored and cared for, but also going through that change of motherhood. And I know so many moms who like wake up when their, their kids are born and been like, okay, well, I'm at this age. There might not be any 
you know, hope for me anymore. I, like <laughs> all the things that I've done in my, in my life, but here's this perfect little child that I've just brought it. I want to do everything in my power to give them the the best, like feed them the best. And like the, all of a sudden mothers become label readers for the first time in their life. Yeah. Not really thinking about what they, th- they were putting on themselves or what products they were using, but anything that touched their baby had to be, you know, grade A, perfect, clean, you name it. So you kind of have that double whammy of both of those things going on at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was also the whole point of, not the whole point, but the whole process of me becoming a health coach, educating myself. It's, it's also been a process of settling into a place of balance because I think I went, I went too far and I think my, my choices and how I was, I was reacting with the information as opposed to responding with the information, you know, and I got to a point in time where my husband's like, oh my goodness, you are making so many changes. It's overwhelming for me. Like change fatigue, stop, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's too much now. Yeah. And Obviously, that was met with a bit of fire from me. Yeah. But I'm like, I've got all this information now. I've got to do something. And if I don't do something, I'm not doing the best for my family. There was this real sense of urgency, which, so what I started in 2018 with my studies. And so it all started. And now it's 2023. So, you know, it's been a five year journey of me settling into this role and coming at it's more from a place of like response and education as opposed to this fear of something going wrong because, you know, I said you can control, you know, what's in your family, but, you know, as kids grow up, they don't just want to eat the vegetables that I'm putting on their plate. They go to parties and there's all the, so it's a real, it's a real process of me kind of just settling into like what are my what are my boundaries? What are my non-negotiables? And like letting letting go of any fear of it not being you know by the book because that's unrealistic and then mm-hmm. that's a negative outcome really when you have this fear around things not going the way you they absolutely have to go or what what could happen if this- yes yes yeah. exactly yeah. So yeah, five years, that's, that's quite the journey. So in that time you had a daughter and then you had your, you had a son yeah, and you've totally transformed your career from being a banker to, you know, health, not professional. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And all kind of not all stunning, but a big pivotal moment was yeah, losing, losing that friend to cancer and just really questioning everything. Exactly. Exactly. So she is, she's been gone seven years now with my daughters, my daughter's seven. And so, and I started the studying from a holistic health perspective when my son was born. So that was, yeah. So that was about five, five years ago where I started that. And I think the like the link to her passing is really like, as I've settled into what I'm creating and what I'm bringing forward into the world and my niching into supporting women in midlife, 
the link to her being my why and my real passion around what I do has just become stronger and stronger. It's, you know, I did some, was doing some work with a, with a coach on my business and, you know, just in the process, it really became so clear that me being able to support more women and to become, you know, more of a leader in the space Mm-hmm. is really it's it's helping me make sense of her passing and that's really you know the thing that really keeps me like I just I I will not give up I will you know be doing whatever I can to be putting this knowledge and empowering women in whatever way I can into mm-hmm. their into their hands because you know what I've seen more recently with everything that's going on in the healthcare system globally is that people are struggling and they're relying on the traditional medical system to help them. And the traditional medical system is not, it's a sick care model and it's not there to kind of guide them on lifestyle and empowering them with the information around how they can actually take their health into their own hands and that's what I'm just so passionate about doing, you know, so it's, I do so much free education and sharing so that, you know, if it's just one little nugget of information lands with somebody that they can then make some positive change and start to feel better. What a beautiful legacy, right? Out of this horrible, tragic, unfortunate, you know, passing of this young, beautiful, vivacious person that you described her as, you know, you're implanting a little bit of her into every single one of your clients, every person who sees one of your videos, everyone who reads anything that you've published or hears you speak and any of those little nuggets that they've taken away from you. It's kind of like you're planting you know, her inside of them so that she I can love go that and flourish with all of these women that you're helping change their life. I love that perspective. Yeah. Very, very much so. Because um, it's, you know, and, yeah, and to, to your point, it's such, it is such a tragedy. And I think we always, as human beings, we always think what's, what's helpful is to be able to assign some sense of meaning to something mm-hmm. bad that happens or, you know, I certainly do that. Like if anything goes wrong, I'm like, okay, well, what does this mean? Like, what is my learning? What is my lesson here? And, you know, you know what it's like in the life of an entrepreneur. It's, it can be tricky. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like I'm in the birth canal. Like there's no going back. Like there is absolutely no going back. Like I'm going forward because yeah. this is why. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm not a mom, but I can envision what that birth canal looks like. and feels <laughs> like, as you're like, I'm, I'm giving birth to this thing. This kid is coming out of me one way or the other we're but we're not stopping here yeah i know we like it may be painful but we are you can't go back yeah yeah there's no reverse on this one. Oh my goodness so would you say that you diving into all of your studies and the research and the knowledge was that your grief response i've never thought about it in that way i think i was just 
I was just so I was just so fearful. I was so fearful that I was making the wrong decisions for my family. Yeah, I don't know if it was the grief response so much. I feel like the grief is I I don't necessarily think I grieved like at the time like I had a new baby and I was mm-hmm. like I was very busy and I sometimes felt guilty around not sitting and crying for days on end because I had this little human being like I had to get on I had to get on with life so I feel like my grieving has kind of it's just played out through the years and you know I yeah and, and sometimes it hits me that she's no longer here you know when I look at my son playing because she's she's she had a little boy and I and you know I'm sitting with my little boy and I'm like wow we've got this incredible relationship as a mother and son I feel so sad that she hasn't you know she's not able to experience this relationship because she was very close with her son you know he was 18 months when she passed so yeah I'm not sure if it if my studies was was a response Possibly, especially if you said you weren't really kind of able to grief in that traditional way because you were a brand new totally. mom. Yeah. Or, you know, you had to be a, a ha- happy around that baby and you were, you that baby probably brought you lots of joy and happiness. And so, hey, maybe, maybe she led you to all of these things so that you could, De- you know, she definitely did. She definitely did. Do your did. analytical yeah. banking mind, you know, dig out that root problem, right? <laughs> I love the fact that you, you kind of brought back your original career and your original skill sets into this new space. So talk to me about what that looks like for you of like being a former banker and like investigating and doing all the research. Like what, what was that like for you? So in South Africa, when I, where I grew up, as soon as you are good at a certain subject, you get like shuttled down this path of studying and you know, careers and everything. So you don't really, I know in some countries there's more, you have a more of a broad ability to to choose different things, even if you haven't done something at school. So I was very good at accounting. So I was given a scholarship straight away. So I did my accounting articles and then got a job in a London bank doing internal audits. So that was just how I shuttled and you know it was it was great and everything at the time but I didn't love it but obviously you're learning the way you're learning is to is you're learning to understand why things have gone wrong in the bank Mm -hmm. because like in their processes and everything so that's just and I ended up getting becoming specialized in projects in auditing projects and project management so you know just to your point it's really just about what went wrong? Why did that go wrong? And like just doing the digging around exactly what's in that process, what went wrong. Mm-hmm. And so then fast forward to health, you know, if, if a woman comes to me and she has, it's all about looking at the symptoms. So what symptoms are you experiencing? What is going on for you? And then I start the digging. So it's it's same. It's the same skill set. It's just asking the open-ended questions and really listening mm-hmm. to the words that are being used for the unspoken, you know, the unspoken things that she's not saying. And then asking, and yeah, you know, it's really just systematically going through. From my understanding of holistic health, like it's like the layers of the health onion. You know, it's like just keep asking. Okay, well, let's 
investigate that as a potential root cause and, you know, potentially doing some testing. So gut testing or, you know, heavy metal testing, or let's see what your bloods are looking like. And really just using all of those data points to create the story of what exactly is going on in somebody's body. Mm-hmm. Like why are they not showing up the way they want to? And then working on the different lifestyle pillars to support them. So the nutrition, their movement, stress management, which is, I think is the biggest pillar for why we don't feel the way we want to in life. We're not getting the, the weight loss goals, etc. Mm-hmm. And just working systematically through that to get to, you know, it's really just supporting them to get to how they want to feel at the end of the day. And then I guess that what the benefit now in this kind of new new world that you're applying all those old skills is not only are you just finding the root cause, but you're now actually able to give them solutions where when you were an auditor at the bank, you're like, hi guys, here's the problem. And then somebody else needed to kind of go and fix that, and I, right? I also, I also had to give them the solution. I'm like, we want you to do this. <laughs> Whether they did it or not is another story but right well but you know and exactly to your point that's what the whole benefit around health coaching is is mm-hmm. because so often people know what they should be doing but there it's the change it's the behavioral change and getting these new habits in place where the sticking point is and that's what the coaching relationship is really what i personally see the value is holding them accountable to the things that they likely already know what they should be doing. Like people know they should be drinking more water. They know they should be eating more vegetables. They know they should be eating less sugar, but they just can't do it because they're like, they're overwhelmed. They've got a lot on their plate. They just can't see how to make the changes. And that's where, you know, the close. That's where habits come in place. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge habit hacker like yourself too. Right. And I'm like, you have to build those habits and have them really strong. So on those days when life is going sideways, the habit is there to support you. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, I think what people struggle with is, is how do I actually get to this place of making this a habit? Yeah, it seems so simple, but I just can't do it. And then there's all the negative self-talk and all of that. So I, I am their <laughs> conscience and until they can actually do it for themselves. Yeah, no, that's so great. So in all of the studies that you've done and all of the, you know, integrative health, you know, you obviously started out as a personal trainer and decided very quickly that that, that space was not for you. What space you know, I'm sure you, you, there's aspects of all of it that you love, but like if someone told you, Cheryl, you cannot be all things anymore. You have to pick one. What aspects of, of the kind of this health coaching do you love the most? I personally love the, like the mindset side of things, because that's where people get unstuck. If they've got these, you know, self-limiting beliefs and stories that are going around in their head around who they are the box that they're in, what they can and they can't do. So it's so often the mindset that is the stumbling block to them, you know, making these positive changes. Mm -hmm. So I think without being able to work with somebody on their mindset, I don't think that you can get 
the sustainable changes. Yeah. 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 There needs to be that, that self-love. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, there, there needs to be the positive mindset and kind of working through what are the what are the negative self-talk that's going on where does that come from you know supporting them to to shift that is I think the most important thing what are some of your common reoccurring tips that you give most of your clients as it relates to the positive mindset piece I think the the starting the starting point is really to through the process, it's really understanding what is coming up for them. Like every every single person is different. And I think where the rubber hits the road and where they come up with their first, and everybody does, where they come up with their first obstacle when it comes to implementing or not implementing the the habits, it's about asking the why. Like what what is it? So like a common one is, you know, and it's not necessarily the the mindset stuff. It's like the wine you know, to wind down, you know, that's what is impacting their sleep. It's impacting their, their ability to stay on point with the nutrition because then they start snacking and all of those sorts of things. They know they want to give up the wine, but they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And why can't they do it? Because they haven't been prioritizing themselves. They get home and they are just so wiped and stressed and all the things. So the only way they know how to unwind is to choose the wine. And so why are they not prioritizing themselves? Because they don't value themselves as much as they do other people in the family. They feel guilty. So then it's, it's trying to get into the, well, what's really going on with that? So, it's, it, really, so it really is different for mm-hmm. each person. So I think it's when somebody can't stick to the habits of behavior changes that we've spoken about, it's really understanding the why and it's so often then goes to the mindset and then you know the practices that you would I would be working with them on are you know affirmations like perhaps there's something that needs to be done a little bit deeper perhaps there's a trauma response you know and then there are other strategies that we can then work on you know or I bring in or I refer to you know, somebody who does things like rapid transformational therapy or other complementary therapies as well. So yeah, full full service, huh? Absolutely. But then also, you know, I'm not I'm not a specialist in hypnotherapy or anything like that. But I think mm-hmm. it's it's the you know, it goes back to the auditing, it goes back to the line of questioning of well, why can't you if we've agreed that this is like the one simple step that you're gonna take, why can't you do it? And then getting into well what is that what is really at the root of that inability to commit to that change and then you know if I need to refer out to somebody else for support if it is you know something to do with trauma for example then yeah I do wow Cheryl like what a journey from bank auditor to health auditor Right. So here, here's a question I love asking everybody now is now what, what does life look like for you now? You know, what, what's bringing you some joy? You know, what do you got going on that people might want to participate in? Where can people find you? Yes, absolutely. So I am actually at the moment, I'm working with an exercise physiologist, creating a digital program called Shapeshifters, which is all around the fundamentals of what you need to know to thrive in perimenopause. And mm. yes, yeah, so it's a great, a very, very, very good program, if I do so, say so myself. And 
so that we're going to be launching in June, which is very exciting. So I think it's, you know, not everybody has the ability to invest in uh, one-to-one coaching or, you know, led coaching. So this is going to be a self-serve to really put the information into the hands of people who want to know how to thrive in this phase of life, which is, you know, happen to us, happens to us from about the age of 35. So that's something that I'm working on. Otherwise, I run a group coaching program. So my next one's going to be at the end of May, and that's called the Empress Circle. And that's a beautiful program where I take women, so 35 plus, through nutritional changes, exercise, and stress management, like three of the key pillars that we need to know how to adjust for our hormonal shift. So it's really about set up for success for perimenopause and menopause. And I know not every woman over the age of 35 likes to admit that she is in perimenopause, but I think we just have to. (laughs) (laughs) Reality check, ladies. Reality Um, check. Exactly. Exactly. It's such Uh, a funny stage of of age too, because that 35 to about like early 40s, like 43, which is the age group that I'm in, it is like a mixed bag. You still have friends who are um, getting pregnant and conceiving and like having babies. And then you're also having like rush conversations with other girlfriends. And you're talking about like, I think I'm having like symptoms of, you know, perimenopause. So it's such a vast range of what's going on in our lives between that 35 and like 45, because you ba- you have people in your life who are experiencing both ends of the spectrum, you know, conceiving children and now having like perimenopause experiences. Absolutely. And it's very interesting that even though women are conceiving, depending on your lifestyle, you know, naturally our progesterone levels start to decline at the age of 35. So, you know, that can potentially be by why women miscarry during that phase of life because your progesterone levels just aren't high enough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the the symptoms are so very subtle that women don't connect the dots to, well, this is just a natural hormonal, the, the natural hormonal transition that, that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that the more women start to adjust their lifestyle into what's needed for our bodies to thrive in perimenopause the smoother the ride will be so which is why I love you know to focus on the 35 plus but very often it's only really when women start to experience these symptoms of you know much heavier bleeding weight gain much worse moods fatigue lack lack of sleep yeah exactly exactly which is more towards to your point like 40 plus Mm -hmm. and that's when you know when somebody has a real symptom that's irritating them it's like okay now I need to take action which I think is just human nature yeah I love it all right well thank you so much Cheryl for coming on and sharing this story you know it's very clear that this this moment in your life had a huge impact but I'm going to say it had an impact for the better because as horrible and 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 tragic as it was to lose your best friend she gave you a gift of this whole new path and career that you are absolutely in love with. Absolutely. I agree with you. Thank you for having me.
Thank you. Okay, everybody. So if this episode resonated with you, please give it a like, a share, and don't forget to subscribe. Um, Or if you know somebody who is going through something similar or at a life stage in which, you know, what Cheryl was talking about resonates, please, please, please share this episode with them because it may help them figure out their very own now what. Okay, that is it for us this week. And we'll be back next week for another episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.